0: welcome guys to re- reptile discoveries plus more hopefully you guys had a fantastic week and even weekend uh we are back obviously with another week uh for a show we have got guests with us this week and before i start uh to introduce them um go and follow me on all social media platforms instagram facebook twitter even tiktok we're we are even on tiktok as well guys under reptile discoveries i appreciate it if you go and follow us even on here follow us and we get cracking with a show uh on today's show is oliver um hi oliver welcome to um reptile discoveries plus more how are you doing today
1: i'm okay thank you very much simon um i'm uh i'm ollie not oliver from uh (laughs) from sneaky peepers family um we're a family-run reptile rescue and rehabilitation. We also do breeding. Um, we're from the, the northwest of England in Bolton. Um, we currently have around about 42 snakes. And we have a lizard as well. Oh, nice. Uh, which is a Anzamala Madagascan Swift. A Pleuris for an ensis. And... Um, um, so, i have got the, the pleuris furinensis, which is an Anzamala Madagascan swift, which is n- a species that hasn't really been heard of. I've asked quite, quite a lot of people um, about them. We've had to pretty much do a lot of research ourselves to find everything because there is, there's nothing online for a care sheet. There is no... Um, no diet or anything that tells you on there so I had to find out where it was from then the area fine weather reports just to kind of replicate a an enclosure for it for it yeah. to be able to thrive yeah 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 unfortunately that came from my uh my sister-in-law's neighbor who bought it from a, a really bad pet shop over here which has a very bad rep i refused to buy from there because every time i've been in i've i've found dead animals yeah, I... and they don't really care about the uh, about the animals in there they just want to sell you things
0: yeah I'll, I'll get that um there's obviously our friend um Kim she's the same with the area where she lives is bad pet shops even down where I live is the same I think yeah that's one of them things nowadays um pet shops don't really care It's only one or two that do care about selling stuff to people and the yeah. health of the animal.
1: But yeah, we uh, we are on uh, we're on Instagram, TikTok. We also have a YouTube channel, and we've uh, now auto, uh, opened up a uh, a Teespring page to sell our our t-shirts and different bits of merchandise. Uh, we only see obviously the profits from that, but those profits all go towards helping little bits and bats with the reptiles. It's it, It's one way of helping us to carry on, you know, rescuing or to help with the ones that we already have. guys. Whether that's treatment costs or going to the, you know, the vets, travel costs, it all helps.
0: Guys, everything I put on my Facebook page under Reptile Discoveries, go find it and I will upload everything, what you need to know on there later on in the day. Thank you very much. What um what made you start getting in the hobby of re um getting the animals saving the animals?
1: I've always loved animals. I was always as a as a child I was very much a a bit of a loner kid. I didn't really have many friends. I grew up in the countryside and most of the times because I had no one to play with, I'd just go off on my bike into the fields. And go and find wildlife, insects, bugs, all that kind of stuff, and it's kind of spread from there. Uh, Many years ago, we did get a boa constrictor, but when we we had children, we we had to rehome because my partner was obviously wary about having a boa constrictor with a young baby around.
0: Yeah, that's unfortunate. Since then,
1: we've done quite a lot more research and obviously realised that. These aren't bad animals, and one of the the main snakes that we have, which is is like our mascot, is Chopper, our biggest boa constrictor. Oh no! Um, When we got Chopper, Chopper came to us. This story—it's only a short story that I posted onto YouTube—but I was contacted by by a friend of mine who said they had a friend who had a boa constrictor who needed to rehome it to me. So I was like, okay, I'm up for that. They wanted 100 quid. I said, right, well, I'll, I'll pay you the 100 quid if you can deliver the snake to me.
2: Yeah.
1: So they delivered the snake to me. I thought I was getting a perfectly all right snake and that it was everything was all hunky dory and it was just a rehome because he didn't have the time for it. Yeah. When I got the snake here, I realized how much he really didn't have the time for it because the snake had never been cleaned out.
0: Oh, geez.
1: So... The snake, bearing in mind a boa constrictor needs humidity, this was a snake that had been kept on aspen, which, as most people know, aspen with humidity gets mouldy and then can cause problems. Yeah. That's why we keep them on things like herpusk. Um. When he got here, there was literally countless amounts of feces in the shredded shed. Uh, bits of fluff off rodents from when he's eaten them, digested it, and none of his equipment was working. Now, I was told this was a full setup. So, he's, he had no daylight bulb, no heat bulb, because the heat bulb was broken, there was absolutely nothing in there, um, and apparently his parents had been looking after this snake for quite some time, because he'd been at his girlfriend's for quite a lot, so... I don't think that this snake, and I honestly believe that this snake, hadn't had the correct heat for quite some time. No. No. When this snake was brought to me, it was brought in the back of a car uh, with half of the vivarium hanging out of the car.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: From Manchester to Bolton, and they we're talking a four-foot vivarium, so there was, like, half of it hanging out, and he was inside that vivarium whilst he was travelling. When it arrived and they brought it in, I was told, "Do not, you know, open that door. That is a very upset boa, and it, it's likely to bite." Uh, when I looked through the window of the other vivarium, I could see it was literally right up against the wall and wasn't moving. It was it was freezing cold, and it was it was half dead. It was some, yeah yeah. Um, so I've. I I couldn't stand looking at that, and I thought, I've got to do something. I can't leave that, you know, until tomorrow.
0: No, that's not right now. I thought,
1: right, I'm going to have to do something. So I opened up one side of the vivarium, which was the opposite side to where he was. So I thought, I'll start from this side. I started from that side, and I cleaned everything out, and then opened the door on the other side and managed to kind of move him over so that he'd go to the other side so I could clean that side. Yeah. Once I'd done that, we managed to get him out. We fully disinfected his enclosure, went straight out. We left him in a tub to soak and went straight out to the local garden center, which is it's an all right place for getting supplies. So we went up there, we bought all the substrates and stuff that we needed. Everything else that we needed, we ordered on Amazon Prime so that it would arrive literally next day. Yeah, yeah. Um so we literally transformed his enclosure within twenty four hours into into what he had. But that snake since then is an absolute darling.
0: Oh nice.
1: Nice. He has a, a, a people can say snakes don't have a bond. Uh, that that snake oh. knows the difference between if I'm going in with food or I'm just going in by myself. I could put half of my body inside that vivarium with him. Yeah. Uh he's since doing that and seeing him thrive Literally made me feel like I've done something good here Yeah I yeah. want to continue this uh-huh.
0: <clears throat> I think So we uh-huh. We
1: continued Doing this And we ended up with a couple of snakes here and there Which we taking in they, You know I mean They had our eye
2: Yeah
1: Cause it was Somebody who wasn't looking after them properly We we literally took those snakes in knowing they had a respiratory infection because person hadn't taken them to the vets. I knew I needed to do something, so we took them to the vets. I paid over a thousand pounds in vet bills to Jeez. to get all the medication. Unfortunately, two out of the four of those died because the respiratory infection was too far set in.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it literally broke my heart to you know what I mean? It wasn't about the money. It was about, huh. I felt I failed because...
0: Yeah, it's about the life, giving them the life, what they should actually have. It's like human beings. Yeah. It's the same thing.
1: But we have since... We, we've, at the end of the day, you get good and bad when you're rescuing. It's not like going and buying a perfectly healthy snake. No, no. So there's always going to be that 50-50% chance that it's not going to, it's not going to make it the the joys of of rescuing, you've just got to kind of take the good with the bad and think, well, it it might have passed away in my care, but at least it had the best care
2: that you could offer. on the end of its life.
1: Yeah. Um, but obviously, we've got the most recent rescue we had, uh, which is the hypo Hog Island boa, which I know how much you love that snake.
0: Yep, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I really um, want snake
1: that one was found i was contacted i was contacted by a friend of mine who lives in scotland and he has a friend who lives down in kent Now he contacted me and he said ollie are you still rescuing and i was like well i am kind of at capacity now i said what needs rescuing he went it's a boa constrictor now, obviously, he knows about Chopper. He knows I've got a soft spot. So I was like, "Right, can you send me pictures of it?" Yeah. So he sent me some pictures. And seeing the pictures, it was just like, "Yeah, I've got, I've got to get this snake." Luckily, I had the setup because I'd recently moved Chopper from the four-foot vivarium that he was in into the big six-foot enclosures that we've just got.
2: Yeah.
1: I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, I've got, I've got the equipment there." It's just a question of getting this snake. So when I saw the pictures, you could see that this is a four foot long snake that's not much fatter than a corn snake. Right, yeah. It was really, really underweight. It was found in this guy's garden. And it was covered in mites, dehydrated and underweight. So obviously this guy, because he has a collection of snakes himself, I mean, he's not the owner. It was literally found in his garden. Somebody's dumped it in there, obviously, probably knowing he has snakes.
0: I think. Um, oh, no. <clears throat> sorry. Um. I think a lot of people do do that because I don't think they know where to turn to. As well. Yeah,
1: um, and that is that is a big problem because, as far as I am aware, there is only one group of the RSPCA that is actually capable of knowing what to do when it comes to taking in reptiles and that is in the south like in the south of the of the uk there is nothing up in the north which is why i do what i do because at the end of the day i i don't want to see these animals you know being dumped out on the street or just left forgotten about Facebook is one of the worst places when you're asking for advice.
0: Yes, I agree. I've come across, not me personally, but I know people that's come across with bad experience.
1: Yeah, you can literally ask for some advice. You could be a first-time snake owner, and you ask for a little bit of, a little bit of advice, and you're you're doing the right thing. You're yeah. reaching out. You're reading about things. You're reaching out. You're trying to ask other breeders, and you get snotty people that put you down and belittle you. And the problem with that is... It then makes people feel scared to actually reach out yeah because they've just received a world of shit for excuse my language but for asking for help which is what it's about these people that are giving people grief shouldn't be giving people grief they should be reaching out and helping at the end of the day they weren't born a massive reptile expert they've learned and how do you learn is by reading and asking people
2: yeah and doing
1: research And obviously you can do as much research as you want, but you also need to ask people to make sure the research you've looked up is correct because you can't believe everything you read on Google.
0: No, definitely not. I I (coughs) even um, have to ask um, quite a few people myself if I think, even though if I'm 100% right, I still have to ask just to back myself up. Everyone's been there at this start.
1: That's why we started doing this, because then we're we're never going to judge people or be snotty towards people. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've had some certain big breeders, I won't mention any names, but one in particular that my partner reached out and asked for some advice, because this person says he's always there to help, and got quite a snotty response.
0: Yeah, I don't understand why people do this, it's something... So,
1: we thought, right, well... We're now in contact with quite a lot of people. Whatever information we don't know, we can always ask. Yeah. So we've always said we are here for friendly, helpful, non-judgmental advice. Yeah. Because we want people to be able to reach out and ask. We don't want people to feel... We don't want to have people feel like they are vulnerable to ask for help. Yeah. So... We've decided to to do that, because at the end of the day, that's what my, my hashtag's about. And my hashtag is rescue, rehabilitate, educate. And that is basically because I can't save the world.
0: No, no, no.
1: I can't save every single reptile. As much as I'd love to, my house would be inundated, and yeah. then I'd have to start putting my kids in boxes and storing them in other rooms <laughs> just so I can make room. I think... And I can't do that.
0: I think all of us reptile people would love to do that, like, just save all the animals, but, like you said, we can't.
1: But if I can if I can educate, you know I mean, in a nicest way, you know what I mean, and help people out with the advice and research, just so that they can then, you know, keep on going forwards with this, because some people, are, they're keeping the snakes in the wrong way, or they're reptiles, yeah. and it's not because... They're bad people. It's because they've been told wrong.
2: Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Or
1: they've looked up the information and they've looked on a forum and some person basically puts a load of information on there that's completely wrong and they've taken that as gospel. At the end of the day, it is all about what works for you.
0: Yeah, I like I said on my podcast in the last couple of weeks, guys, if you want an animal, research Give it a good month's worth of research. Ask people. If they're all snotty, go and ask other people. Do not be afraid to ask.
1: We're always we're always <clears throat> here if people are needing advice. We don't we don't judge. We won't hurt people, a new one. We're always there. We've had loads of people all over the world. Um it was only yesterday I had one of my friends over in Arizona messaged me to ask me for information because She thought one of her snakes had the early signs of a respiratory infection. So she's like, I know you know what you're doing. So I've turned around and I've given her all the advice, the stuff that we use. But the key thing that I will always say is make sure you do take it to a vet. Yeah, yeah. You can use preventative treatments in the meantime to stop it from getting uh, worse while you're waiting for that, that appointment. But it is always best to take the animal to a vet to get that second opinion to make sure well to get that you know the results are definitive there's tests that need to be done and at the end of the day if you've spent ten thousand pounds on reptiles and you decide well i don't really want to spend that 500 pounds on that test you know for you know to test for whether it's nido virus or you know respiratory infections
0: that's ten grand down a drain. That, that's five hundred pounds
1: you don't want to spend. But yeah. by not spending that, and it turns out to be something serious, you've just infected ten thousand pounds worth of snakes. So yeah. Yeah. when you look at it in the bigger picture, it's better to spend that five hundred pound to be better safe than sorry.
0: Yeah, definitely. Go on.
1: Yeah, obviously, if you if you ever ever think that you're your reptile is is ill for whatever reason. The best thing that you can do until you can get a, a vet appointment is, is, is quarantine it, take it out of the, the room with all your other snakes or your other reptiles, and put it in a separate room with the setup.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Just as a preventer, like to make sure that you're not going to spread anything to any other, you know, reptile that you have. But Obviously, we're we're always here. So if you ever ever need any any help or advice, we will always advise to the best ability that we can. If we don't know, we will reach out for you on behalf and try and get information of what you need.
0: Guys, um, if you want to, um, some help or whatever, get hold of me and I'll send you um, the right links to the right people. I'll send you Tolly first if he doesn't know. Then he will send you to other people. There is plenty of us out there what will help you. Yeah.
2: Everyone. All
1: right. Like, all right. Last thing I can ask is if people feel it in the goodness of their art, check out our Teespring. Yeah. I'm not I... saying that you have to go and buy a t shirt, but we've got little things on there like stickers, little things like that. It, it all helps towards the upkeep. Running costs and helps us to be able to continue doing these rescuing research,
2: yeah,
1: and to be able to help, you know, keep doing this and be able to help you guys as well because we keep on making this content and keep on showing you how to do these things. I was doing all my my injections on these snakes live just to show people how how to do them.
0: Damn, I didn't so. even know that. Like that's the first I knew. Um, guys, like I said. All the information, i links and that all on my Facebook page. Go and check it out. Um. Oh, I have got one question what I normally do ask a lot of people. What do you prefer? Uh, enclosures or tubs? Because a lot of people are a bit iffy on putting them into
1: tubs. That's a, that's, a, that's a good question, that. When it comes to the big snakes, like your boa constrictors, reticulates, burmese, those kind of things, then yeah, I would say Enclosures all day long. Same yep. when it comes to corn snakes. Okay, yeah. Like corn snake, king snakes. Yeah, enclosures. When it comes to your ball pythons, though, I, I would always say that the tubs, you know, racking systems, works really well. And people can argue about that, but it, it's proven. Some people might think it's cruel, but in the wild, these are animals that will go and live in a hole in the ground.
0: Yeah, I've. I've been. It just
1: replicates it.
0: Yeah, I've been um obviously doing reptile discoveries just over a year now. And um when I first heard about being tub systems, I was like, "Uh, no, like, it's cruel to me. But as time gone on through the year, I think it is more better in tubs, like you just said. Obviously, mine are all in enclosures. But going back now, I should have put them in tubs. But that's one of them things.
1: I, I was always one of those who did think, oh yeah, it's." when I first started thinking, oh no, it's cruel, I want to see all mine in, in enclosures, but it, it's like a cruelty upon cruelty. Some people might think it's cruel to keep them in tubs, but is it better to put them in a vivarium than not eat? Yeah. So he's weighing up those pros and cons.
0: It's the more
2: research...
1: You've, you've got to have a very confident ball python for it to be able to be in a vivarium and thrive. Yeah. I, I personally think that the racking systems do do work they just replicate what they have in the wild which is a hole in the ground in the dark
2: yeah
0: yeah that, so I see.
1: that's how they thrive
0: i um i forgot what i was gonna say now <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no um if i i wish I'd done a lot more research then i if i knew what i knew now there's a lot of my stuff would have been changed but i'm gonna keep my Animals the in the enclosures now, in the future it will be in racking systems. Yeah,
1: I mean it's it's one of those you've always got to keep on learning, always got to keep on doing your research. The research and the information is changing all the time.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. So uh, it's like with it, it, yeah, it's like with spiders. Um, they used to say in the nineties, oh, you have to have a sponge in their water bowl because they would drown. But if you think about it, in the wild, um they don't use sponges. Plus all the bacteria anyway off these sponges, you don't do it. Yeah, it's mad what people actually do. Yeah,
1: there's there's lots of information out there, there's controversial information as well. Like the best thing that you can do again is is, is do your own research and and reach out. But at the end of the day, what might work for some might not work for others.
0: Precisely. Yeah.
1: So it's about finding a happy medium.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm going to end this podcast right here. Uh thank you for coming on. Hopefully you can come back um in a couple of weeks or so. And we yeah, hope be Hopefully we can actually get Kim on here as well. So That'll be brilliant. Thank you very much yep. for having me. That's all right, no worries. And, guys, once again, I'm going to say it again. Um, I'm going to put everything from Ollie's um, Facebook, no, Instagram and TikTok and everything uh, and Teesprings all on my Facebook page for you guys. Right, And I'll catch you guys next week. Guys, I will see you on next week's show, and hopefully you all have a good week, and I'll see you on the next podcast thanks for listening welcome guys to reptile discoveries plus more hopefully you guys had a fantastic week and even weekend Uh, we are back obviously with another week uh for a show we have got guests with us this week and before i start uh to introduce them Um, Go and follow me on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even TikTok. We are even on TikTok as well, guys, under Reptile Discoveries. I appreciate it if you go and follow us, even on here, follow us, and we get cracking with a show. Uh, On today's show is Oliver. Um, Hi, Oliver. Welcome to um, Reptile Discoveries Plus More. How are you doing today?
1: I'm okay. Thank you very much, Simon. Um, I'm uh, I'm Ollie not Oliver from uh, (laughs) from Snakey Peeper's family Um, we're a family run reptile rescue and rehabilitation we also do breeding Um, we're from the the northwest of England in Bolton Um, we currently have around about 42 snakes and we have a lizard as well uh, which is Anzamala madagascan swift, a pleuris furinensis. Um, good. Um, so I've got the, the pleuris furinensis, which is an Anzamala madagascan swift, which is n- a species that hasn't really been heard of. I've asked quite, quite a lot of people, um, about them. We've had to pretty much do a lot of research. Ourselves to find everything because there is there's nothing online for a care sheet. There is no um, no diet or anything that tells you on there where to find out where it was from. Then the area, find weather reports just to kind of replicate a an enclosure for it for it yeah. to be able to
2: thrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Unfortunately, that came from my uh, my sister-in-law's neighbor who bought it from a, a really bad pet shop over here which has a very bad rep i refuse to buy from there because every time i've been in i've i've found dead animals yeah and I've... they don't really care about the uh about the animals in there they just want to sell you things
0: yeah I'll, I'll get that um there's obviously our friend um kim she's the same with the area where she lives is bad pet shops even down where i live is the same I think yeah. that's one of them things nowadays. Um pet shops don't really care, it's only one or two that do care about selling stuff to people. And the yeah. health of the animal.
1: But uh, yeah we uh we are on uh we're on Instagram, TikTok, we also have a YouTube channel and we've uh, now to, uh, opened up a uh, a Teespring page sell our, our t-shirts and different bits of merchandise uh, we only see obviously the profits from that but those profits all go towards helping little bits and bats with the reptiles it's it, it's one way of helping us to carry on you know rescuing or to f- help with the ones that we already have guys whether if- that's treatment costs or going to the you know the vets yeah travel costs it's all helps
0: guys everything i put on my facebook page under reptile discoveries go find it and i will upload everything what you need to know on there later on in the day
2: thank you very much
0: what um what made you start getting in the hobby of re um getting the animals saving the animals
1: i've I've always loved animals i was always as a as a child, I was very much a a bit of a loner kid. I didn't really have many friends. I grew up in the countryside. And most of the times, because I had no one to play with, I'd just go off on my bike into the fields and go and find wildlife, insects, bugs, all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of spread from there. Uh, many years ago, we did get boa constrictor, but when we... We had children, we we had to rehome because my partner was obviously wary about having a boa constrictor with a young baby around. Yeah,
2: that sounds, Since that's Since then,
1: cool. we've done quite a lot more research and obviously realised that uh, these aren't bad animals. And um, one of the, the main snakes that we have, which is, is like our mascot, is Chopper, our biggest boa constrictor. Oh, no. Nice. Um, when we got chopper, chopper came to us. This story—it's only a short story—that I posted onto YouTube. But I was contacted by by a friend of mine who said they had a friend who had a boa constrictor who needed to rehome it to me. So I was like, okay, I'm up for that. They wanted a hundred quid. I said, right, well, I'll, I'll pay you the hundred quid if you can deliver the snake to me.
2: Yeah.
1: So they delivered the snake to me. I thought I was getting a perfectly all right snake and that it was, everything was all hunky-dory and it was just a rehome because he didn't have the time for it. Yeah. When I got the snake here, I realized how much he really didn't have the time for it because the snake had never been cleaned out. Oh geez. So the snake, bearing in mind a boa constrictor needs humidity, this was a snake that had been kept on Aspen, which as most people know, Aspen, with humidity, gets moldy and then can cause problems. Yeah. That's why we keep them on things like herp husk. Um, when he got here, there was literally countless amounts of faeces in the shredded shed, uh, bits of fluff off rodents from when he's eaten them, digested it, and none of his equipment was working. Now, I was told this was a full setup. So he's, he had no daylight bulb, no heat bulb, because the heat bulb was broken. There was absolutely nothing in there. Um, and apparently his parents had been looking after this snake for quite some time, because he'd been at his girlfriend's for quite a lot. So I don't think that this snake, and I honestly believe that this snake hadn't had the correct heat for quite some time.
2: no.
1: no. <laughs> when this snake was brought to me, it was brought in the back of a car, Uh, with half of the vivarium hanging out of the car.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: From Manchester to Bolton, and we're talking a four-foot vivarium, so there was like half of it hanging out, and he was inside that vivarium whilst he was travelling. When it arrived and they brought it in, I was told, do not, you know, open that door. That is a very upset boa, and it's likely to bite. Uh, When I looked through the window of the other vivarium... I could see he was literally right up against the wall and wasn't moving. He was he was freezing cold and he was he was
0: half dead he was
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um so I've I I couldn't stand looking at that and I thought I've got to do something. I can't leave that, you know, until tomorrow.
0: No, that's so not all right now.
1: Hey. I thought right, I'm going to have to do something. So I opened up one side of the vivarium which was the opposite side to where he was, so I thought, I'll start from this side. I started from that side, and I cleaned everything out, and then opened the door on the other side and managed to kind of move him over so that he'd go to the other side, so I could clean that side. Yeah. Once I'd done that, we managed to get him out. We fully disinfected his enclosure, went straight out. We left him in a tub to soak, went straight out to... The local garden center which is it's an all right place for getting supplies so we went up there we bought all the substrates and stuff that we needed everything else that we needed we ordered on amazon prime so that it would arrive literally next day yeah yeah um so we literally transformed his enclosure within 24 hours into into what he had but that snake since then He's an absolute darling.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Nice. He has a. a, a, People can say snakes don't have a bond. Uh, That that snake knows the difference between if I'm going in with food or I'm just going in by myself. I could put half my body inside that vivarium with him. Yeah. Uh, He's. Since doing that and seeing him thrive, literally made me feel like I've done something good here. Yeah. I want to continue this.
0: <clears throat> I think so
1: we <throat> we continued doing this and we ended up with a couple of snakes here and there which we'd taken in the you know what I mean they had RI.
2: Yeah. eye
1: yeah somebody who wasn't looking after them properly we we literally took those snakes in knowing they had a respiratory infection because the person hadn't taken them to the vets I knew I needed to do something so we took them to the vets I paid over a thousand pounds in vet bills to to get all the medication unfortunately two out of the four of those died because the respiratory infection was too far setting yeah yeah. it literally broke my heart to you know i mean it wasn't about the money it was about i felt i failed because
0: yeah it's about the life giving them the life what they should actually have it's like human beings it's the same thing
1: but we have since we we've, we've at the end of the day you get good and bad when you're rescuing it's not like going and buying a perfectly healthy snake no no so there's always going to be that 50 50 chance that it's not going to it's not going to make it it's the the joys of of rescuing you've just got to kind of take the good with the bad and think well it, it might have passed away in my care but at least it had the best care
2: that you could. On offer.
1: the end of its life. Yeah. Um uh, but obviously we've got the most recent rescue we had. Uh which is the Hypo Hog Island Boa, which I know how much you love that snake. Yep, definitely.
0: <laughs> I um, that, snake. <laughs>
1: that one was found. I was contacted <clears throat> I was contacted by a friend of mine who lives in Scotland. And he has a friend who lives down in Kent. Now he contacted me and he said, Ollie, are you still rescuing? And I was like, well, I am kind of at capacity now. I said, what needs rescuing? He went, it's a boa constrictor. Now, obviously, he knows about Chopper. He knows I've got a soft spot. So I was like, right, can you send me pictures of it? So he sent me some pictures. And seeing the pictures, it was just like, yeah, I've got. I've got to get this snake. Luckily, I had the setup because I'd recently moved Chopper from the four-foot Bavarian that he was in into the big six-foot enclosures that we've just got. Yeah. So I was like, well, I've got. I've got the equipment there. It's just a question of getting this snake. So when I saw the pictures, you could see that this is a four-foot-long snake. That's not much fatter than a corn snake. Right. Yeah. It was really, really underweight. It was found in this guy's garden and it was covered in mites dehydrated and underweight so obviously this guy because he has a collection of snakes himself I mean he's not the owner It was literally found in his garden somebody's dumped it in there obviously probably knowing he has snakes
0: I think um, sorry um, I think a lot of people do do that because I don't think they know where to turn to well yeah and Um, that is
1: that is a big problem because as far as i am aware there is only one group of the rspca that is actually capable of knowing what to do when it comes to taking in reptiles and that is in the south like in the south of the of the uk there is nothing up in the north which is why i do what i do because at the end of the day i I don't want to see these animals, you know, being dumped out on the street or just left forgotten about. Facebook is one of the worst places when you're asking for advice.
0: Yes, I agree. I've come across, not me personally, but I know people that's come across with bad experience.
1: Yeah, you can literally ask for some advice. You could be a first time snake owner and you ask for a little bit of of advice and you're you're doing the right thing. You're reaching out. You're reading about things, you're reaching out, you're trying to ask other breeders, and you get snotty people that put you down and belittle you. And the problem with that is, it then makes people feel scared to actually reach out. Because they've just received a world of shit for, excuse my language, but for asking for help. Which is what it's about. These people that are giving people grief shouldn't be giving people grief. They should be reaching out and helping. At the end of the day, they weren't born, massive reptile expert they have learnt and how do you learn is by reading and asking people
2: yeah, and doing it. research
1: right and obviously you can do as much research as you want but you also need to ask people to make sure the research
0: you are, you've looked up is correct because you can't believe everything you read on Google no definitely not I, I <laughs> even um, have to ask um, quite a few people myself if I think even though if I'm 100% right I still have to ask just to back myself up. Everyone's been there at this start.
2: Um,
1: That's why we started doing this, because then we're we're never going to judge people or be snotty towards people. I mean, we've had some certain big breeders, I won't mention any names, but one in particular that my partner reached out and asked for some advice, because this person says he's always there to help. We got quite a snotty response.
0: Yeah, I don't understand why people do this. It's something... So,
1: we thought, right, well, we're now in contact with quite a lot of people. Whatever information we don't know, we can always ask. Yeah. So we've always said we are here for friendly, helpful, non-judgmental advice. Yeah. Because we want people to be able to reach out and ask.
2: We don't want people to feel...
1: We don't want to have people feel like they are vulnerable to ask for help. Yeah. So we've decided to to do that because at the end of the day that's what my my hashtags about and my hashtag is rescue, rehabilitate, educate. And that's basically because I can't save the world. No, no, no. I can't save every single reptile as much as i'd love to my house would be inundated and then i'd have to start putting my kids in boxes and storing them in other rooms <laughs> just so i can make room i think and i
0: can't do that i think all of us <laughs> reptile people would love to do that like just save all the animals but like you said we can't
1: but if i can if i can educate you know I mean, in a nicest way you know what i mean and help people out with the advice and research just so that they can then you know keep on going forwards with this for some people, um, they're keeping the snakes in the wrong way or they're reptiles yeah. and it's not because they're bad people it's because they've been told wrong
2: Yeah, yeah. Definitely.
1: or they've looked up the information and they've looked on a forum and some person basically puts a load of information on there that's completely wrong and they've taken that as gospel at the end of the day it is all about what works for you
0: yeah, I, like I said on my podcast in the last couple of weeks, guys, if you want an animal, research, give it a good month's worth of research, ask people, if they're all snotty, go and ask other people, do not be afraid to ask.
1: We're always here always <clears> if <hearing throat> people are needing advice, we don't, we don't judge, we won't hurt people, a new one. We're always there, we've had loads of people all over the world Um, It was only yesterday I had one of my friends over in Arizona messaged me to ask me for information because she thought one of her snakes had the early signs of a respiratory infection so she's like, I know you know what you're doing. So I've turned around and I've given her all the advice, the stuff that we use. But the key thing that I will always say is make sure you do take it to a vet. Yeah, yeah. You can use preventative treatments in the meantime to stop it from getting uh, worse while you're waiting for that that appointment but it is always best to take the animal to a vet to get that second opinion to make sure well to get that you know the results are definitive there's tests that need to be done and at the end of the day if you spend £10,000 on reptiles and you decide well I don't really want to spend that £500 on that test you know for you know, to test for whether it's nido virus or, you know, respiratory infections.
0: That's ten grand down a drain. That's
1: five hundred pounds you don't want to spend. But yeah. by not spending that and it turns out to be something serious, you've just infected ten thousand pounds worth of snakes.
2: So yeah. Yeah.
1: when you look at it in the bigger picture, it's better to spend that five hundred pounds to be better safe than sorry.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, obviously if you if you ever ever think that your your reptile is is ill for whatever reason, the best thing that you can do until you can get a, a vet appointment is, is is quarantine it, take it out of the the room with all your other snakes or your other reptiles and put it in a separate room with the setup.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Just as a preventer, like to make sure that you're not gonna spread anything to any other you know reptile that you have but obviously we're, we're always here so if you ever ever need any, any help or advice we will always advise to the best ability that we can if we don't know we will reach out for you on behalf and try and get information of what you need
0: guys um, if you want to um, some help or whatever get hold of me and I'll send you a um... The right links to the right people, I'll send you to Ollie first. If he doesn't know, then he will send you to other people. There is plenty of us out there what will help you. Yeah.
2: Everyone.
1: The last thing I can ask is if people feel it in the goodness of their heart. Check out our Teespring. Yeah. I'm not saying that you have to go and buy a t-shirt, but we've got little things on there like stickers little things like that it it all helps towards the upkeep running costs and helps us to be able to continue doing these rescuing research yeah and to be able to help you know keep doing this and be able to help you guys as well because we keep on making this content and keep on showing you how to do these things i was doing all my my injections on these snakes live just to show people how how to do them
0: damn i didn't so, even know that like that's the first i knew um guys like i said all the information i've send links and that all on my facebook page go and check it out um oh i have got one question what i normally do ask a lot of people what do you prefer uh, enclosures or tubs because a lot of people are a bit iffy on putting them into tubs. that's
1: a, that's a, that's a good question that when it comes to the big snakes like your boa constrictors, reticulates, burmese, those kind of things, then yeah, I would say enclosures all day long. Same yep. when it comes to corn snakes. Okay, yeah. Like corn snake, king snakes, yeah, enclosures. When it comes to your ball pythons, though, uh, I would always say that the tubs, you know, racking systems works really well and people can argue about that but it's proven some people might think it's cruel but in the wild these are animals that will go and live in a hole in the ground
2: yeah i've i've
0: I've been it just replicates it yeah i've been um obviously doing reptile discoveries just over a year now and um when i first heard about being tub systems i was like uh no like it's cruel to them but as time gone on through the year I think it is more better in tubs, like you just said. Obviously mine are all in enclosures. But going back now, I should have put them in tubs. But that's one of the things.
1: I, I was always one of those who did think, oh yeah, it's when I first started thinking, oh no, it's cruel, I want to see all mine in, in enclosures. But it, it's like a cruelty upon cruelty. Some people might think it's cruel to keep them in tubs, but is it better to put them in a the vivarium than not eat? Yeah. So... He's weighing up those pros and cons.
0: It's the more research.
1: we have got to have a very confident ball python for it to be able to be in a vivarium and thrive. Yeah. I, I personally think that the racking systems do do work. They just replicate what they have in the wild, which is a hole in the ground and the dark. Yeah, yeah. That, so I see. That's how they thrive.
0: I um, I forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no um. If I, I wish I'd done a lot more research than I... If I knew what I knew now, there's a lot of my stuff would have been changed. But I'm going to keep my animals the in the enclosures now. In the future, it will be in racking systems.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those, you've always got to keep on learning, always got to keep on doing your research. The research and the information is changing all the time.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, it's like with
2: it
0: yeah it's like with spiders um, they used to say in the 90s oh you have to have a sponge in their water bowl because they will drown but if you think about it in the wild um, they don't use sponges plus all the bacteria anyway off these sponges you don't do it yeah it's mad what people actually do yeah
2: there's
1: there's lots of information out there there's controversial information as well like the best thing that you can do again is, is is do your own research and and reach out but at the end of the day what might work for some might not work for others
0: precisely yeah
1: so it's about finding a happy medium
0: yeah I'm, I'm going to end this podcast right here uh, thank you for coming on hopefully you can come back um, in a couple of weeks or so and we yeah, hope be brilliant Hopefully we can actually get Kim on here as well. So, that would be brilliant. You... Thank you very much yep. for having me. That's all right. No worries. And guys, once again, I'm going to say it again. Um, I'm going to put everything from Ollie's um, Facebook. No, Instagram and TikTok and everything. Uh, and Teesprings. All on my yeah, Facebook page well. for you guys. All right. And I'll catch you guys next week guys i will see you on next week's show and hopefully you all have a good week and i'll see you on the next podcast
2: thanks for listening